Coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we are sharing an incredibly sad story. Everything was going so well, but then tragedy struck. Yeah, one of the believers was murdered. How are the others going to respond? We will see that in the worst case scenario, the story of Jesus spread faster than ever. Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is John Drabert, and my friend is Braden Pahowicz. Today, we have a sad story, one that involves murder. There's a vital lesson to learn here today. Yeah, the lesson is this. In the midst of persecution, the story of Jesus spreads faster. Now, today's story is found in Acts chapter 6, verse 8, all the way to chapter 8, verse 3. Now, a reminder that we've been going through the first part of Acts. You know, things were going really, like, really well. You know, the apostles were healing and teaching about Jesus, even though they had experienced some scary moments, threats, even, you know, being whipped and flogged by the religious leaders, they kept healing and teaching and pushing forward. Yeah. And one significant thing was the amount of time the believers spent in prayer. Mm -hmm. They spent a lot of time in prayer, it seemed. And in our last episode, we talked about how they delegated other responsibilities to focus on prayer. Yes. Which is, which is pretty astounding. Now, along with that, we learned about the Holy Spirit coming to the believers. Yeah. And, the, and then the number of new believers grew every single day. And some, you know, who were not apostles were also healing and performing miracles and speaking boldly about Jesus, you know, continuing to claim that he is the Messiah. Yeah. So, so as you can imagine, the entire city of Jerusalem, it was a buzz. Remember that word? You loved that word the last yeah, it's few your times new ago. Buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> And the city was electric. It was, everyone was talking about what was happening. Mm -hmm. Now, generally speaking, the people of Jerusalem, they held the apostles in high regard. So the religious leaders, well, they didn't kill any of them. They, They really didn't want to start a riot. Right. Now, we're introduced to a man named Stephen. You know, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day... Some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Serene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and spirit with which Stephen spoke. That was Acts chapter 6, verses 8 to 10. So these Jews, you know, they were becoming more and more angry with Stephen. And, and because they had no just cause, they found some people to lie about Stephen. Sound familiar? Like, we've, we've heard this song and dance maybe with somebody else that they couldn't find anything wrong with, so they <laughs> yeah. had found some people to lie yeah. about. Eh, Jesus? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they said, these, these liars, they said that Stephen blasphemed Moses and God, but, of course, that was not true at all. Right. Now, blaspheme blaspheme yep. means to speak disrespectfully of God or something or someone that is considered sacred like Moses, you know, and blasphemy could include profanity, but often was, you know, more typically lying. Yeah. Now, Stephen had not lied about anything, not about God, the temple, or any of Moses's teachings. Now, all of these accusa- accusations, I got to say, they would have really hurt me, but Stephen... He has one of the most bizarre responses ever. And he may not have known what was happening. All right. So everybody, imagine this. You're sitting there. 
amongst this high council and these liars and these accusers, um, and everybody, everybody turned and looked at Stephen. His face began to shine brightly like an angel's. Now, this was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Stephen. The high priest asks, asked if what the lying men were saying was true. And with that, Stephen began to speak and he talked for a very long time. Yeah, he begins by describing Israel's history. And then he spends a lot of time discussing how you know, God established Israel as a nation. What he's doing here is he's showing his high regard for Moses, his high regard for God and, and Moses and all his teachings and the temple. So Stephen proves with his speech here to everyone that he's not speaking lies, but that he, and then he's not blaspheming God or anything else sacred. But then he says something that just really offends all of the religious leaders and everybody who's, who's present. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to read you know, the last part of Stephen's speech to the religious leaders. So let's found in Acts chapter 7, verses 51 to 53. And it says this, You stubborn people, you are heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. I don't know if you can imagine this, but the Jewish leaders were furious. They actually shook their fists at him, showing how much they wanted to hurt him. I can imagine it because they seem to always be furious. <laughs> they did. Yeah, that's pretty fair. But, but again, Stephen has another very strange response. Hmm. It, it seems like he's not even bothered by their anger or their hatred. Instead, he, he's looking up into heaven and tells everyone what he sees. He says, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Stephen is so fixated on, on what he sees that everything else going on around him is just background noise, a blur. You know, his whole attention is on God at this very moment. Yeah, Stephen's Stephen's response made them, it made the religious leaders even more mad. So they dragged him out of the city and stoned him. They threw rocks at him until, until he was dead. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. I'm not sure what to say. Right? Like, this is kind of surreal. Mm -hmm. Stephen is dead. I can't imagine this scenario in, in, in my life. Stephen was falsely accused. It, Braden, it shouldn't have happened, mm -hmm. but it, it did. Yeah. I mean, the story was recorded for, you know, us now today to read, and it was recorded thousands of years ago. You know, and even now, we still, we have to ask why. You know, Stephen was a good man. You know, why would God let him die? God, why would you let him die like that? You know, we, we yeah. ask those questions. We, we do ask those questions. And I don't know if you've noticed this when um, hard things happen, mm. bad things happen, and you ask God why. 
for me at least, and I'm, I'm, this is not a, necessarily a scriptural thing, but I don't find that that leads me anywhere positive. Hmm. I, I don't know if your experience is any different, Braden, but I, to be honest, I don't like the question. Yeah. Uh, it leads me down a pretty dark path, but I, I fully understand the frustration and the hurt behind it, and there's just a lot of pain. Right yeah, there. I I agree. I do think it's it it's uh I I don't want to say a misguided question because I get the spirit behind it, but but I don't know if it's the right question. Yeah. Yeah. I you know I think asking God why doesn't really do much. I I think if we're lis- if we listen to hi- to Him or or you know that's a better approach. You know if we ask. God, you allowed this to happen. You know, now what? Now what do we do? Where mm. are you leading us? You know, questions that kind of push us to trust God as opposed to to questioning it, even if it's in the worst possible scenario. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's exactly right. You know, God is God is sovereign, and that's a big word meaning nothing is out of His control. He's all powerful. And he's going to use even the worst things in life for good, mm-hmm. which is hard for us to to wrap our heads around when we're experiencing those things. But we must continually align ourselves with God and, and trust him because yeah. he's good. And okay, the story, it's not done yet. So let me read Acts chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. It says this. Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and all of the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. This is this is so crazy. Yeah. But as a result of the believers being scattered everywhere. And and scattered as in like running in fear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're 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 running for their lives. Yeah. Because they know what happened to Stephen yeah. and they don't want the same thing to happen to them. But as a result of them being scattered, kind of the opposite of what Saul and the religious leaders wanted to happen. Like mm-hmm. they wanted to like end this. Um, movement. Right. But the opposite happened. The message about Jesus scattered with the believers. It mm. went out wherever they were, and, and they were telling people about Jesus. So as quickly as the believers came to faith in Jerusalem, now it was happening even faster. And this was only just the beginning of the church yeah. being born. This, this is the early church. It was about to be launched. And and this guy, Saul, who we just read, completely agreed with the death of Stephen. Yep. You know, he'd later be known as Paul. It would have this amazing, drastic life change and would end up writing much of the New Testament. Yeah. And, and at, the, at that moment, it seemed everything was falling apart, or, or so it seemed. Yet God was going to use this moment, this time, for good and for his purpose. Mm-hmm. The believers didn't know obviously what was happening or why it was happened. But, you know, we know the story. We get to read it in scripture. And as 
A result of Stephen's death and persecution of the believers, the story of Jesus spread faster and faster than ever before. You know, believers, they were going all over the place seeking refuge. And when they got there, they told the story of Jesus. Yeah. The early church, you know, it, it began to take root. Mm-hmm. And that, that's pretty cool. And how God, how God was using the death of Steve, Stephen and the persecution of the believers, I got to say it's pretty incredible um, to be able to look at that thousands of years later. Yeah. Um, but I got to imagine that seeing what was, God was doing in the midst of it, like watching it unfold, mm-hmm. would have given those early believers such incredible hope that yeah. God was still with them. Mm-hmm. God was doing so much good. And the story about Jesus, well, like we've said, it was spreading faster than ever before. Growth Tip Time! Growth Tip Time! Hey, Growth Tip is a way for you and me to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Today's story is obviously pretty heavy and speaks to a question we received about how to make God number one in our life. You know, anytime things get hard, we, we naturally ask the question, is this worth it? Should, should I continue? Yeah. And this question is true, like, about everything. It's yeah. true about sports, about homework, about relationships, about, you know, having to shower first thing <laughs> in the morning. This is hard. <laughs> do I have to do it? It's also true about following Jesus. Yeah. And... And I think each time we experience something hard regarding our relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. I think we're faced with this question. Is it worth it? Do I want to continue? Yeah. You know, I often tell kids at camp that I choose Jesus every single morning that I wake up mm. because it's that idea of, is this worth it? Do I want to continue? And am I going to choose to face the day with Jesus? Yeah. And, you know, we, if we say yes to these things, our resolve and commitment to follow Jesus becomes greater. And Jesus takes a more significant role in our lives. You know, know that for Jesus to become number one in our lives, it is a process. It seems every week I'm challenged to take something within my life and say, you know, Jesus is more important than this, than whatever that is, whatever distraction is coming up. Mm. And then after saying that, I have to live accordingly right. and actually have to make Jesus more important than those things. It's like by far the most challenging and, and difficult yet rewarding thing that I've done in this walk with God. So our tip is, is this. Name one thing that is challenging Christ for importance in your life. Hmm. Then we would encourage you, but it's your choice, to choose Christ and do your best to live accordingly to that decision. It has been so good to share this story with you, even though it is a hard story to share. Know that we're praying for you. We understand that following Jesus is hard, but also so good. It's, it is it's really good. Share the story with a friend, and remember there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Until next time, everybody have a great week. Have you ever heard the expression, a change of heart? I think so. Uh, 
Is that like when the Grinch felt feelings and his heart grew two sizes? No, not at all. That's scientifically dangerous. Okay, I will fill you and the viewers in in our next episode of the Bible Story Podcast. You mean listeners? Yeah.